0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May third. Rated PG thirteen.
0: Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man.
1: Learn more at marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. You ready to get this? Yes, sir. Get some
0: NASCAR talk. Yes, sir. A little bit of pig skin with it. Mm -hmm. Some
1: shaking bacon pig skin. How you doing? And don't forget the rubber pucks. Oh, yes. The rubber pucks. That's right. So we were able to get this done because the storm isn't officially going to be here until tomorrow. So we were able to get an episode done tonight. Yep. Um, hopefully, weather permitting with power, we'll be able to do another one Thursday. But if not, we hope everybody who is listening in Florida is stays safe as best you can. Especially right now down in uh, South Florida as you are getting the most damage right now from the uh, tropical storm Elsa. Yes. Our prayers are with you. Yes,
0: many prayers. My mom lives down there, so uh,
1: I pray they all stay safe because that's pretty crazy. Yes, sir. All right, are you ready to get into this? Let's do it. We're going to start with some NASCAR notes. The Road America results as follows the top ten. Chase Elliott would win the race in the number nine Chevy. Uh, Finishing second, Christopher Bell in the number 20 Toyota. Third was Kyle Busch in the number 18 Toyota. His brother Kurt Busch finished right behind him in fourth in the number one Chevy. Danny Hamlin was fifth in the number 11 Toyota. Chase Briscoe was four, uh, 16th sorry, in the number 14 Ford. Number seven was Ross Chastain in the number 42 Chevy. Tyler Reddick finished eighth in the number eight Chevy. Martin Truex Jr. in the number nine Toyota, nineteen Toyota finished ninth. And at number 10, Matt Deto. 21, number 21 Ford. There we go. So, the cup standings as they sit now. Kyle Larson still leads the way in the number 5 Chevy. Martin Truex Jr. is right behind him in the 19 Toyota. Kyle Busch is third in the number 18 Toyota. Chase Elliott jumped up to fourth in the number 9 Chevy. William Byron, uh, Byron in the number 24 Chevy is up to fifth. Alex Bowman is sixth in the number 48 Chevy. Joey Logano is seventh in the 22 Ford. Ryan Blaney is eighth in the number twelve Ford. Brad Keselowski in the number two Ford is nine. Christopher Bell in the number twenty Toyota is up to ten. Michael McDowell in the thirty four Ford is up to eleven. Denny Hamlin is the first driver in the wildcard card spots, so to speak, when it comes to the playoff. In the number eleven Toyota is at twelve. Kevin Harvick is thirteenth in the number four Ford. Kurt Busch in the number one Chevy is fourteenth. Tyler Riddick is 15th in the number 8 Chevy, and at 16, Austin Dillon in the number 3 Chevy. So, let's talk about the Road America race. Let's do it, brother. NASCAR Cup Series returned to Road America for the first time in 65 years for the Jockey Made in America 250. Defending Cup Series champion Chase Elliott would pass Kyle Busch on lap 46-62 of, of the 4.048-mile road course and cruise the rest of the way to victory. The win is Elliott's second of the season and 13th of his career. Over half of his career victories have been on road courses. Chase Elliott started near the back of the pack as he was 34th out of the field of 40 drivers. Cal Bush and Chase uh, Chase Briscoe, who had top five finishes despite also starting near the back of the pack, Bush actually started dead last in the field at 40th. So Cooper... Your thoughts on Chase Elliott and the other two drivers who came from the back of the pack to join him up front? That always makes for a good race, dude. I like, I like seeing them come from behind like that. Right. So it's pretty cool, man. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, I enjoy it too. It's amazing to think though that Elliott's over half of his race victories have come on the road course. He's been yeah, quite man. the maybe king maybe of the road.
0: He's, he's just good at it, you know. It's. Mm-hmm. It's a stronger point, so... Yeah,
1: it's it's interesting to see when that happens, because you get, most drivers are so used to driving on the oval tracks, Yeah, that that's where they're the dominant one at, and then they kind of struggle when they go to the road course. Dale Jr. was a great example of that. He was really dominant, especially on the super speedways, but when yeah. it came to road courses, he didn't do so hot. Though he does have, I think he had at least one road course win in his career, but he was mostly known for dominating the speedways and the oval tracks, whereas... Chase Elliott has a pretty decent balance of oval and road course, so he's a pretty good driver, bro. Yes, sir. Especially with that 4.048 mile road course, man. Yeah, that's I'm, pretty I'm long, surprised man. they still call it the uh, 250 because technically it's almost to 251 because I did the math and it's 250.9 miles, wow, miles instead of 250, so it's a little—it's like yeah, we're still calling it the 250. Really, it's a little much. All right, Matt, so we're going to go from the pavement to the ice rink, baby. Let's do it, doing, brother. The Stanley Cup Finals have been one-sided thus far. The Tampa Bay Lightning have been dominating the Canadians for the first three games as they won 5-1, to 3-1, to one, and 6-3. to three. The Canadians, though, did manage to avoid being swept last night with a Game 4 win at home in overtime, 3-2. to two. Game 5 will be back in Tampa but could be postponed from the... Um, July 7th date at the, as uh, Tropical Storm Elsa bears down on the Gulf side of Florida. The Canadiens are looking to become the fifth team in NHL history to overcome a 3-0 deficit to win a playoff series and only the second team to do, do it in the finals. They would join a fellow Canadian team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, who accomplished the feat in 1942 against the Detroit Red Wings. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the Tampa Bay Lightning's dominance and the Canadians' chances of being the second team. In the finals to come back 3-0. Well, I guess that's what I get for saying go USA, right? <laughs> right. Uh, came
0: back to bite me, guys. Um, so, yeah, um, we'll see what happens. It seems pretty interesting. And uh, if they can come back from this, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, sir, it's going to be very interesting to watch uh, the rest of the way. Like I said, unfortunately, tomorrow's uh, Game 5 will more than likely be postponed due to the hurricane. Yeah. Um, Today's game in Tampa Bay um, for the Indians was postponed. And that means probably um, the Rays game tomorrow will probably be postponed as well. But um, the Canadians chances, though, of coming back, I mean, well, you got the first one done. And you had to do um, at home in Game 4. Uh, but Game 5, 6, and 7 as a possibility, I just, I don't know. The Lightning are very good, and I just... Don't really see the, the Canadians coming back down to Tampa and winning um, whenever they actually play Game Five. So it's though. Then again, maybe the postponement might give them the rest and the opportunity to strategize right. to be able to win down here in Tampa. So we'll see what happens. It's really gonna the weather is gonna be playing an interesting factor the rest of the way. Uh, yeah, it's kind service. of
0: weird to say that about hockey, right?
1: Right, because you know, <laughs> it's indoor arena games. so yeah. yeah, it's interesting to say the least. All right, I'm sticking with some hockey. The Nashville Predators are in trade discussions with expansion Seattle Kraken. The Predators could potentially lose a player in the NHL expansion draft that commences on July 21st. That allows the Kraken to select unprotected players on any other teams' as rosters, except from the Golden Knights, who are still too new of a franchise themselves. First and second year players... Uh, players on teams are automatically exempt from being selected, so therefore they don't necessarily have to be protected. Uh, let's see here. And uh, each team that has to protect players can protect seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie, or eight skaters, a combination of forwards and men and one goalie. The Predators actually traded away a player earlier this year um, that they knew would have been selected by the Kraken had they kept him and not protected him therefore not losing him for nothing. So, Cooper, I kind of find this to be odd that the Predators are able to discuss with the Kraken about their players that they could possibly lose for nothing. That seems odd to me that the NHL would allow something like that. It seems kind of tampering-ish to me. Yeah, I don't like this, dude. Uh, There should be something
0: that they get in return for that. Um, This isn't... I
1: don't know. It's just not right. I've never heard of it before. So yeah, oh, I mean, I get it. I get that they're um, wanting to keep players and stuff, but I just I have a hard time though with the fact that the predators are able to try to communicate with the Kraken to say, "Hey, I want to," instead of you just taking this guy that I'm not going to have on my exempt list or protection list. I want to work out a trade with you, so we can we work out something? It seems like it's kind of tampering. It's like no. You're supposed to follow these set of It seems like they're not following the guidelines of the expansion draft, which is you have nine players basically to protect a goalie and either the eight skaters or however you break it down the other way, which we talked about. And then you're like, oh, no, I'd rather see if I can just work out a trade. It's like that doesn't – I get where they're coming from. I don't want to lose a player for nothing. Yeah. But at the same time, the point of the expansion draft is to help the new team get players – And it just, and it's the expansion draft is set in a certain way to help them do that. I don't know. It just seems kind of sketchy to me, and I wonder if the NHL might look into that. Uh, Of course, this might be the last expansion the NHL has to worry about, so maybe they won't bother looking into it. We'll see what happens, I guess. All right. um, Unfortunately, though, this past Sunday, tragedy struck the hearts of everyone associated with the NHL as the Blue Jackets goalie Matisse Kivlenkniks died at the young age of 24. The young goalie died accidentally on the 4th of July as a result of trying to escape an errant firework that was headed towards him while he was relaxing in a hot tub. As the firework approached him, he would try to quickly climb out of the hot tub only to slip and hit his head on concrete. The result ended up causing his untimely death. So, Cooper, with heavy hearts, we have to talk about this unfortunate tragedy. Never would you think something like that would happen,
0: but, uh... You could slip doing anything and almost... When it comes to water and all that, you know, unfortunately. Anything in life, man. It's, it's kind of crazy to think of even how I felt, you know, a couple of days ago. It's like, what? That hmm. happened? What? You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, it, it, uh, I guess I'm lucky I'm still here and I'm not hurt, hurt. I'm actually starting to feel better, but... My condolences go out to him and his family, dude. Because this was a, a freak accident. So.
1: Yeah, a very tragic freak accident, and on an on, on an on in an unfortunate day to lose yeah, your life. Yeah, that's crazy. And now, unfortunately, your family has to suffer every time Fourth of July comes around, to knowing that you're not with them anymore. Yeah, it's really sad. All right, a uh, f- little bit of interesting news out of the NFL, though. Former Florida statewide receiver Tamron Terry has been indicted on murder charges stemming from 2018. Terry was an undrafted free agent this year who signed with the Seattle Seahawks, but the Seahawks would release him last Wednesday when they got word he would be indicted. He is one of 11 defendants in a grand jury indictment regarding a 21-year-old woman who was murdered back in 2018. The woman was killed during a gang-related shooting in Ashburn, Georgia on June 30th, 2018. Terry has been cooperated throughout the investigation and is confident his name will be cleared by Cooper. Your thoughts on this unfortunate series of events for Tamar and Terry? Yeah, man, this ain't good, brother. Uh, either
0: way, even if you get off with a deal, um, you're not getting away
1: scot-free,
0: and uh, you'd be lucky if you'll play in the NFL, period.
1: Yeah, he of course, like we said, he's confident he's going to be cleared of any of the charges. Um, but, man, that's... Jeez, your stick, dude. Come on. <laughs> I'm gonna throw your stick back outside. Uh, so your dogs thing, can
0: play with it. That thing's huge.
1: Anyways... It's a huge stick. Anyways. <laughs> You're stupid stick. Um, this just seems to be another line... Remember back in the 80s when they used to call Miami Convict you? Yeah. It's been kind of interesting lately how, um... We've been seeing a, a lot of bad things happening with uh, Florida State members recently. You know, we had Jameis Winston, who had his issues um, with the law while he was attending Florida State University. Um, rape allegations was one of them. Stealing from Publix was another. crabling of all things. Um, well, he said that was a misunderstanding. Uh, <laughs> didn't, didn't, he say something,
0: didn't they say something about who was it that stole... Stole
1: um, computers from Florida. Yeah, we had a... Well, that was from the University of Florida. That was um, from the University of Florida? Yeah, that was a the University of Florida. Um, Aaron Hernandez was part of that. Yeah. Well, it's also the murder charges.
0: Yeah, man. It's just, just crazy what kids can get away with sometimes, especially yeah. when they're football stars. They think they're impervious to anything. They can do whatever they want, but... That's not really how things go in life. No, and uh, that's that's the sad part when they're when they're you know groomed to be these these football players and all that and they they get all this free stuff and able to get away scot free sometimes on tests and other things like that they they start thinking they're they're like you know Superman they can get away with anything. Right.
1: It's so. Uh, it's just really um bad look on him and because obviously it's his association with some yeah. with the with um any of the letter and, other and, of the 11 defendants
0: and either way dude even even if your
1: name is cleared from that
0: it's already out there dude yeah that's still gonna and be kind of a... that's like and you're you're already <laughs> Like, whether you're off their radar anymore or not, you get in trouble for anything, you're going away just like that.
1: Yeah. They're, so. they're going to, you're going to be definitely treated, um, wrong from now on, uh, if you're doing, cop slipping in any way. And it just, it's really, it's sad. It it's, is. It's just like a headache. And it's and, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's bad when you have stuff like this happening, um, Hopefully, though, for his sake, he is right and he's going to be cleared because then at least he can move on with his life. Maybe an, another team might give him a chance. I'm, we can't guarantee that because, again, it will depend on whether or not he's cleared um, And from from the case. And if he is, then maybe he'll possibly get another chance. We won't know that for sure. But because uh, he, he was actually pretty talented. I was actually surprised he went undrafted, but it was stated that um, the indictment was not known before the draft. That's not why he fell. He actually had been struggling with some injuries um, through his career, so that's the reason actually why he fell. It wasn't due to the indictment. No one knew about the indictment, and Seattle, like Seattle didn't know about it until right before they released him last Wednesday. Yeah,
0: that's that's bad too. That so, that will get you released, yeah. especially if you're hiding anything from an organization.
1: Well, they weren't hiding it, and he. Well, he might have been. He might not have said anything uh-huh. that he was cooperating with an investigation resulting in a murder. I just find it hard, though, because it was in 2018, and then that fall, he was playing football at the college. So, that's where I'm struggling with it myself, honestly. With like, So, we've been dealing with this investigation for three years, and this kid who may or may not be involved is just now being indicted on charges from that. He went through school. That's sometimes not good, man. Uh, it's, yeah, sometimes legal, our system legal, is... Legal... Uh, yeah, our legal system sometimes is a little odd and slow. That and then takes forever to get anything done, so... Yeah. Um, I think they need to figure out a way to do a prioritization thing and murder being the number... Usually about number one. Yeah. I think, I think you should go murder, rape, and then the only thing that can possibly jump those is any cases involving uh, mistreatment of children. Yeah, I think that's the only thing I could say that should take priority over a murder or rape charge. Yeah. Because whether the kid is killed or, um, unfortunately, um, abused, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, or, unfortunately, I hate to say it, sexually, um, that... Because that just messes up the kids for the rest of their lives. Oh, that I definitely dude. That stuff needs to go right to the top. Yeah, because it, that kid can't sit there and always have to fear for their lives. That their predator, whether it be like I said in those any of those aspects, is still walking freely and could come back for them. Mm-hmm. They should never have to deal with that. Unfortunately, yes. Um, I'm not saying that rape is not a problem either, and that shouldn't also be prioritized. I'm just saying that. Family sake, individual sake—they're pretty neck and neck. Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to say that they're not on the level. Those three things should be the high priority, and then trickle down effect.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rape, Rape's right up there. Dude, I don't believe yeah. none of that shit, and anybody that does it, yeah, uh, yeah. There, there's a special so. place for
1: them. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> a special place, very special. Uh, uh, just like uh, I, there's a good way to. Cure um, child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's um.
0: Hey, yeah, let's
1: just not go there. Yeah. Anyways, let's just not go there. Right. Anyways, so uh, uh I hate to end it on that note because All it's right. a kind of a or hard one. Now hopefully,
0: hopefully they figure out what's going on with this guy, and hopefully, maybe you know. Hopefully he's cleared and yeah. can go about his
1: life and maybe make some better decisions. Yeah, make some better decisions. Um, I mean, his best bet will probably be getting it cleared and maybe sticking with one of the spring leagues when they start back up, the XFL, the USFL, the spring league, which is literally what that's called, that just um, finished their season. And maybe he can get a chance to show the NFL, hey, I'm good, I'm making good decisions, I'm playing in this league, and I can get my yeah. back into the good graces in the NFL circles. We'll see. We'll see what happens for them. Uh, so, Hurricane. She's actually now a hurricane again. She just bumped into the Gulf and she's now a hurricane. Fun. Yeah. So she's back up into <laughs> a hurricane status, Category 1. Uh, she um, will be here tomorrow. Like I said, we'll try to be here Thursday. Uh, there are no guarantees because it will be dependent on whether or not we have power back by then. Because I'm sure we'll probably lose power. There's a good chance yeah, of that,
0: most likely.
1: Yeah. So if we get power, we will do it. Um, if not, then we'll hopefully have power by Saturday with the return of wrestling talk. So we'll yeah. keep, and of course, we'll keep you guys up to date as best we can on our social medias as well. So. For that, pay attention out and uh, prayers to everybody in Florida who's going to be infected by affected by the storm. And all only that,
0: but prayers go out to the people in Miami, dude. Yeah, uh, that that was crazy. Yeah, yeah the condo. Man. Yeah, that's very sad. And, it was, uh, and
1: I'm glad that all three major sports teams made um, made appearances there down in Miami. Yeah, man. The Dolphins, man. the Mar- Marlins. There's yeah. still so many people missing. It's like yeah. And unfortunately, the tragic news is they're really close to going ahead and just demolishing the rest of the condo
0: uh,
1: without calling off the without knowing whether or not anybody's still down there alive. So hard times in Miami and the rest of the southern state of Florida. Um, And then of course we got our own stuff coming. So it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to drive to work tomorrow in the storm. Uh It's going to be fun. Yeah, you just be careful, bro. I will. All right, so that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep Keep on on talking sports. Hey, everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sports with cooper in big man. That's sports W-I-T-Cooper. The letter N big man. And that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.